A lot just changed after week five in the NFL, and here's what I mean. There were a decent amount of injuries, especially to some of the game's biggest stars, and how is it going to impact you and your fantasy team? Well, I'm glad you asked, because here are the players who will benefit the most on your waiver wire in your league. You should pick them up before your friends do. And we'll start in Arizona with a running back that you probably haven't heard of, and I'm going to try and say his name, Amari Dermacado, and this is what you're going to see here. This guy's literally unowned. And this is the reason why I bring up his name, because of this right here. James Conner got hurt this past week, didn't return with a knee injury. He has a history of knee injuries and as Jeff Mueller points out right here it could be based on the video a twisting of his right meniscus he then later clarifies that it was actually the left meniscus because the video was slipped this could be big one here multi-week for Connor James Connor is an older running back so that is a little bit of a concern with some past knee injuries so here's what you need to know once James Connor left the game the only running back the only running back and there were other running backs active for this game to see a touch was a Mary Deer McConnell he played 44 total snaps in this game out of a possible 57 and he ended up looking pretty decent he had 11 total touches on 13 opportunities. He posts 57 total yards, finds the end zone. I mean, he basically filled in a one-for-one -one replacement in some ways for the role of James Conner. Now, let's give you some more background and context on who Amari is. Dare Mercado, he is an undrafted rookie out of TCU. And he actually played five seasons at TCU. And it wasn't until his last year, his fifth year, senior year last year, where he actually saw a good amount of usage. He saw 121 carries, nearly 700 rushing yards, seven total touchdowns during this time. He was actually a backup to Kendra Miller at TCU last year, the Saints middle-round rookie who posted nearly 1,400 rushing yards last year. Now, Amari himself is actually a very good athlete. He has well above average agility and speed, as you can see right here, and he's about a 215 to 220 pound running back, so he slides right into what James Conner's role and prototype was in this offense. And now, here's maybe the most telling and important piece of information that we can give you on this situation. Outside of playing Houdini and telling you how long James Conner is going to miss for this right here, Corey Clement was actually active for this game. Corey Clement is somebody that they signed to the active roster for this game. He is somebody that is a veteran and that he's been on this roster in the past but despite that they went with the undrafted rookie to see all of the touches now keep in mind Amari has been seeing his role evolve the past couple weeks mostly as a passing down back but if he starts to see the three down usage well he can be a key waiver ad for you if Connor misses time so really in all 12 team leagues or deeper you should be targeting Amari as one of the priority ads on waivers this week and another running back we have to keep adding because he was in this video last week look for the second week in a row I'm going to tell you about Chuba Hubbard because here's the deal look at this Miles Sanders this is the Panthers injury report heading into this week we knew he was dealing with a groin injury but look at it he had an LP the LP is limited participant a limited participant and then the big one an FP he was a full participant in practice on Friday after practicing all week so it seems like he is fully over this groin injury and that's important because despite him being over this injury or at least based on the practice report it seems that way well he actually played one less snap than Chuba Hubbard in this game and his overall usage went down on the early downs according to PFF these running backs roles switched it was actually Miles Sanders seeing the third down satellite usage while Chuba Hubbard was the early down grinder and the goal line type usage back. And so far this season, we've seen Chuba Hubbard be more efficient. He's gained a first down or a touchdown on 37% of his carries compared to Miles Sanders on just 15%. Now that stat is courtesy of PFF Pro Football Focus, and here's why all of that is important. The schedule for Chuba Hubbard coming up is, is not so bad. You have a matchup against the Dolphins on the road. That should be a potential blowout. Maybe he sees passing downs, but then look at this after that. Matchup against the Colts, Bears and Texans. Those are three great matchups, especially the Bears and Texans, arguably the bottom two defenses right there with the Broncos in the league. So Hubbard becomes this nice ad because he's already like a flex play in deeper leagues, but obviously way more upside if he keeps taking the role from Sanders or Sanders, who is often injured, gets injured again. Now the next man up is one of the top ads on the week, especially in deeper leagues because he's available in over 60% of leagues, and that is the Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver, Rashi Rice. Very quietly this season, Rashi Rice, on his limited role in terms of his overall routes run, he hasn't been an every down receiver, but he ranks 
13th in yards per route run but when you factor out the guys who are not qualified they've only ran a couple of routes so they're inflated stats well he's actually top 10 in this metric and if you're curious what yards per route run it is well it's what it sounds like it's the amount of yards you get per route run and it actually correlates the most with future wide receiver success now this past week Rashi Rice only runs 10 routes as you can see right here it ranks fifth on the team actually six different wide receivers are rotating in but despite only running 10 routes he earns five targets he earns a target on 50 percent of his routes finds the end zone again and puts up a nice stat line of four catches for 33 yards it was arguably yet again the most efficient wide receiver even though he's being used as like the wide receiver four or five in this offense so what we're doing here is we're betting on the ascending rookie because typically this is what you see happen you see as the year goes on especially when the bye week approaches the rookies get more of a role and if you're not familiar with Rashi Rice well last year in college he ended up being a second round rookie because of this production 96 catches over 1300 yards and an elite 30 percent target share so he's earning targets right now in the NFL that is usually something that sticks the most he earned targets in college 30 percent is an elite number he's earning targets per route run at an elite rate right now and yes not to mention Patrick Mahomes is still his quarterback it seems like Travis Kelsey's injury was only an ankle injury so he shouldn't miss any time maybe a game at most but having Mahomes is going to be the cheat code and the schedule coming up is fantastic this week the Broncos probably the best matchup you can find a matchup against the Chargers should be a shootout after that a matchup against the Broncos again again the best matchup you can find and then a matchup against the Dolphins should be a shootout so all four of these games coming up are fantastic for the Chiefs weapons I'll take a bet on the ascending one in Rashi Rice who I originally like a week or two ago was like eh, you might want to just drop this guy none of these guys are worthwhile but now let's just take a shot especially in deeper leagues based on the usage that's continually seen with him earning targets so we'll go from a wide receiver to a tight end and if you're finding this content helpful make sure to hit the subscribe button as we push towards 100,000 subscribers and it would allow you to see my future content I appreciate you a ton and by the way towards the end of the video I'll go through a huge list on sleeper of all the potential guys who could be available in your league if you're in an extremely deep league and some of these names we're mentioning are not available and that tight end we'll talk about is a veteran and it's Logan Thomas and how about all these veterans like Zach Ertz and Logan Thomas coming back from injuries some of them gruesome injuries and still producing he's available in over 85% of leagues and I don't expect him to be that available after this week because he just posted a massive game just two weeks removed from returning from injury from another concussion this year he has 11 targets over 20 fantasy points was like the best tight end on the week in many instances him and Sam Laporta and you can maybe say that you were expecting to see this because you have a younger quarterback in Sam Howell you have Eric Bieniemy, the new offensive coordinator there who's always used tight ends hence obviously the number one option he's had in Travis Kelsey in the past with the Chiefs now let's explain some of Thomas's season it started out great a 25% target share in week one but then he gets a concussion in week two misses week three somewhat limited in week four and the offense just looks terrible and in week five on Thursday night football and the matchup you can take advantage of against the Bears he posts that great game we just talked about earning 23% of the targets and Thomas is mostly lining up in the slaughter out wide and he ranks top 10 in tight end efficiency all of this is great he is somebody you need to add in all leagues now somebody I never wanted to have to add this season but it's come to the point where we basically can't ignore it is Deontay Foreman of the Bears and the reason why we can't ignore it is because currently everybody in front of him on his depth chart is injured look at this Khalil Herbert is expected to miss a couple weeks with a high ankle sprain okay so he's out of the picture Roshan Johnson got a concussion on Thursday night football we'll have 10 days to recover but still the concussions basically every player has missed the next game coming off of a concussion and even Travis Homner a satellite back a third down back he's dealing with a hamstring and not expected to play so there's a good chance that all three of these running backs won't be available next week for Chicago so in the short term the next one to two to maybe three weeks you're going to get Deontay Foreman seeing a larger role a very large role next week especially in the red zone and on early downs now a little background on Foreman he is an older running back he did have a nice year last year he posted over 900 yards he averaged five yards per carry he had five games of over 100 yards for a bad Panthers team and he was a top 10 running back last year three separate times and he's sort of like Derrick Henry light in the way that the Panthers used him last year he got stronger as the game went on he had eight games of over 20 carries because he's over 230 pounds and the reason why he is so appealing is because 
because especially next week if he gets the full workload he's at home in a nice matchup against the vikings and after that it's just good matchups the raiders and the chargers these are like the three games until khalil herbert will be back all three of them are positive matchups so foreman is worth an ad in most leagues if you need some running back help maybe some bye week help but also make sure to put roshan johnson who might miss this week with a concussion but put him on your list for the following games after that now the next man up is somebody that deontay foreman will face next week and it is kj osborne who's available in over 90 percent of leagues and now he needs to be on your radar if you need some receiving help because this past week i mentioned at the top of the program we lost some guys due to injury maybe we lost them from a short-term standpoint like you know we talk about travis kelsey maybe it's a somewhat longer term and we'll see what happens here but justin jefferson has a right hamstring jeff mueller is saying don't be surprised if he's out one to two games and if that's the case we're not going to know who the wide receiver one is on this team maybe it's jordan addison but maybe it's going to be kj osborne who's available on waivers and this past week they leaned heavily on kj osborne he started to see even more targets when jefferson left he earns nine targets in this game five catches for 49 yards he hasn't been great by any means but he's been able to produce in his few years with the vikings now this team was basically using the same three wide receiver sets they've used all year addison osborne and jefferson once jefferson went down you saw brandon powell who's a journeyman basically mostly a special teams player spent some time with the lines and had success out of the slot and then the kill harry saw one snap so for the most part i'm expecting it to be osborne addison powell and maybe Nikhil harry if jefferson misses and the good news is osborne already knows the offense it's not like he has to learn the offense he's coming off the bench no he's already running over 90 percent of the routes every week he's averaging five targets a game and also very quietly especially with tj hawkinson and jefferson on this team kj osborne leads the team in end zone targets and your end zone targets correlate the most with potential touchdowns and the reason why he is so appealing is because if jefferson only ends up missing one game well that one game is next week against the bears the Bears, who basically, if it's not the Denver Broncos, are the next best matchup you can find out there. And that's going to be a nice spot for all of the pass catchers here, especially one if you're in a bind who's available in 90% of leagues. I would go ahead and grab some KJ Osborne. And for what it's worth, the Vikings still this season rank top five in pass rate over expected, meaning in situations of neutral pass of when they're leading, they're still throwing the ball more than expected. They rank third there. The only teams higher are the Commanders and the Chiefs. So we'll move from a veteran in KJ Osborne, who's carving out a nice career for himself and could be a nice option for you next week, to a rookie running back and that rookie is kendry miller of the saints who is available in over 90 percent of leagues now this past week we saw season high and thus career high usage for kendry miller as he saw 16 opportunities turned them into touches 16 touches and had over 90 total yards and here's the most encouraging thing about this usage it came literally one day after the saints cut tony jones so tony jones was a running back on this team who was a veteran he's been one of the least efficient running backs in the nfl the past two to three seasons so they said we're cutting you and the next day there was an increased role for kendry miller and not only was that role increased and it was because of a blowout it's not like he was taking touches away from alvin kamara directly during the crucial times of the game but he was able to produce on this which is only going to mean good things moving forward and this shouldn't be too shocking because it's basically exactly what he did in college he averaged 6.2 yards per carry in college when you factor in his few receptions that number in terms of yards per touch went even higher so miller becomes a solid waiver wire stash even with jamal williams expected back soon who was one of the worst running backs in the league the first couple of weeks of the season in terms of efficiency you gotta add kendra miller in any 12 team league or deeper because look at this team you have jamal williams battling injuries and inefficiency obviously alvin kamara is aging and has battled some injuries in his own right over the past 24 to 48 months and it's not like kendra miller is the staple of health but he's at least the youngest back with probably the most juice left in his legs and speaking of getting more juice if you want more juice into your fantasy league to smack around your buddies win your matchup and take home a fantasy championship the fantasy blueprint right here is for you every single day of the week i'll be sending you a tool to do just that from the waiver wire tiers early in the week you can see rest of season rankings projections and rankings and game by game matchups 
catch up notes this is what the weekly rankings and projection will look like and look i'm not just projecting 24 running backs for you i know some of you are in some really deep leagues so if you scroll here you can see my projected fantasy points from my model you can go all the way down i'm going to project out 59 running backs i'm going to project out basically 100 wide receivers go all the way down to like 50 tight ends 30 quarterbacks everything you need to know from a projection standpoint the game by game notes are also great these are just small samples of what you get in the blueprint and the blueprint is extremely simple to get you just scan the qr code on the screen or click the link in the description below to join the over 3,000 people currently using it and here's the deal if you don't make your fantasy playoffs by the way this is just five dollars for the entire year if you go through this route if you don't make your fantasy playoffs i'll refund that five dollars no questions asked this is a hundred percent risk-free for you so to get access to your fantasy blueprint today just click the link in the description below or scan the qr code on the screen and the next man up is tajay spears who honestly he's a nice flex play for you if you're in a deeper 12 to 14 man league based on the usage he's seeing right now but also he's an ad in case something happens to derrick henry because for the fourth time this season and a reminder they play just five games so 80 percent of the games the rookie tajay spears has played over 50 percent of the snaps seeing 32 of a possible 61 snaps in this game just five less than derrick henry and he's played more snaps than derrick henry in two out of five games and this week was by far his most productive which is great to see as the season goes on the rookie is only getting stronger on 11 touches 12 opportunities total he ends up seeing 69 total yards producing both on the ground a nice 19 yard touchdown run and in the air on five targets having 35 yards and it's just relatively easy for spears to carve out this role because he's a dynamic pass catcher on a team that doesn't have a lot of them and it's interesting because he's almost game flow independent he's getting carries when the game is close and when the game's out of hand he's seeing even more snaps more passing game usage and this is a team that has a bad passing defense they're gonna give up points which means probably more opportunities for spears are coming and now so far this season he's seen four or more targets in 80 percent of his games that's where the appeal comes from you're getting some solid flex upside and some standalone value but the obvious upside if derrick henry misses time so try and add spears in all of your leagues now this next wide receiver a rookie in josh downs and indy has been quietly consistent through the first five weeks given his third round draft capital and this is exactly what we saw in college he's coming off of back-to-back thousand yard seasons with two different quarterbacks and look at this he earned an insane 34 percent target share in college 97th percentile this number that means top three percent of all time according to player profile he profiled out as a nice number two wide receiver option coming out of the draft maybe a slot option can play a little on the outside and that's what we're seeing as he's paired next to michael pittman this past week he had a great game six catches on six targets 97 yards and the important thing here is that anthony richardson left this game but he earned three targets and three catches from richardson and three catches and three targets from gardner Minshew when he came in and now over the last four weeks you can see week two week three and week four his routes have increased every week he's been playing 82 percent of the routes over this time this past week yet again he plays over 80 percent of the routes he's slowly becoming an every down player for this team and now here's the appealing part is that this next week he has a nice matchup on the road as slight underdogs which means more potential passing it seems like anthony richardson's shoulder injury should keep him out for a week which means gardner Minshew means less mobile rushing for your quarterbacks and more passing in a matchup where we just saw the jaguars give up over 350 yards so we're looking at some projected volume this week of maybe seven to eight targets that makes him a strong waiver ad at least for this week now the next man up is a tight end that's probably more of a deeper league ad i'm talking 12 team leagues but if you're in a bind he has been producing even for 10 team formats and it's john U. smith in atlanta available in over 80 percent of leagues because for the second straight week we saw production out of john U. seven targets he goes for 67 yards on six catches his only catch that didn't happen was a tough catch in the middle of the field maybe he should have came down with it that would have gone for like another 15 plus yards and now in week five john U. smith saw an elite role 27 percent of the targets i mean if you're looking at the end of the year the overall season like three or four guys will be able to do that if he kept up this production and not only is he earning the targets he's efficient on them he ranks third right now in the nfl in tight end efficiency averaging over two yards per route run and because he spent time with the titans and patriots on run first offenses people kind of just view him as a blocker and don't remember how good of a receiver he is and not only can he catch passes in as a solid receiver 
he's an elite athlete according to player profile above average catch radius burst and speed this is a great fit for an offense that wants to put two tight ends out there run the ball a lot and then put play action that benefits tight ends efficiency and for the first time this season which is encouraging for John Smith in this overall offense Desmond Ritter looked really good completing 28 of 37 passes over 300 yards a couple of total touchdowns and look he did this against the Texans which they actually have a solid secondary believe it or not so John who is a solid streaming option if you need one especially with the bye weeks coming up so now I want to hit you with some quick hitters like Robert Woods before we get into the big sleeper list of all the names that could be available in your league Robert Woods just had seven targets he now has six or more targets in every game and Tank Dell is dealing with a concussion might miss next week another name to watch is Justice Hill who was the only running back to see over 50 percent of the snaps for Baltimore this week but other running backs were involved namely Gus Evers as you can see here playing 30 snaps to 39 for Justice Hill but Hill did see the goal line usage another potential streaming tight end is Dalton Schultz he found the end zone for the second straight week a Houston offense that only continues to be moving the ball he ends up getting 10 targets on 25 routes here and now let's scroll through some sleeper names here you can see Matt Breed is not really an option anymore with Saquon returning I think Khalif Raymond was interesting for this week but Amara St. Brown not thought to be a major injury same thing for Julian McLaughlin he finds the end zone interesting this week but Javante Williams should be returning next week after he practiced on Friday Curtis Samuel is interesting because he continues to earn a ton of targets he's yet to score under six fantasy points in any game but he doesn't have a massive game just yet that's an interesting name as the commanders are throwing at the second highest rate in the league I saw a name as I was scrolling and it was Jamison Williams and he is somebody to point out because he made his debut this past week now keep in mind Amon Ross St. Brown did not play and neither did Jameer Gibbs but Jamison did play the third most snaps on the team he was tied with Josh Reynolds 28 snaps a piece which is interesting that Josh Reynolds was so low down Reynolds was dealing with injury coming in but the bad thing for Jamison his first overall target he drops it would have been a 15 plus yard gain his second target he goes backwards for three yards on a screen so it wasn't the greatest start for him but a name to keep in mind if we keep scrolling here Gardner Minshew does come up and I do think that he's in an appealing option because he has a nice matchup next week it looks like Anthony Richardson with the shoulder injury shouldn't play Shane Steichen the Colts head coach is making things easy for Gardner Minshew and he's just looked good he's looked solid so if you need a streaming option you're in a bind he's a nice player to be targeting we talked about some rookies in this video a rookie wide receiver like Josh Downs here's another one in Jonathan Mingo this Panthers offense looks bad the offensive line looks sketchy Bryce Young does not look great but the rookie Jonathan Mingo in every game he's played he's seen five or more targets and roles for rookies should only expand as the year goes on and you hope this Panthers offense only will get better going forward now out of this list of running backs that are left let's look at it Tajay Spears we talked about Samaj Piran not as appealing when we're going to get Javante Williams back we hinted on some of these other names on here like Chuba Hubbard Justice Hill I'm not really seeing too many other names that are standing out Roshan Johnson available in 48% of leagues that's somebody that you want to be looking at Kenneth Gamel available in 48% of leagues somebody that you want to be looking at I do think Rico Dottles an interesting hold in your 12 to 14 man leagues especially when the playoffs get closer because of how good Tony Pollard role is Rico Dottles the only other running back seeing usage there. for the wide receivers we talked about Josh Downs Wandale Robinson sees six more targets this week but if you're watching these games and if you were unfortunate enough to start him like I was yeah five catches but just 17 yards he's only being targeted like one or two yards down the field it's hard to have upside on any of that Chase Claypool joins the Dolphins they've made every single player look good there's talks about him becoming a tight end maybe if you're in like a 14 to 16 man league I could be swayed into adding him Jaden Reed plays on Monday Night Football this week depending on when you're watching this I don't think that he's going to be the sexiest of option for many people out there with Christian Watson returning but this is a guy who's seen basically like 40 or more receiving yards in almost every single game I think he had 37 in one of those games he's being used downfield at the seventh best rate in the NFL Jaden Reed in my opinion is at least worth rostering and you got to add Zay Jones but here's the deal Zay Jones returned last week and he looks great finds a touchdown right away has a couple of catches and then he gets hurt again but when he's out there he is the starter over Christian Kirk so if you can put him in your bench and stash him for a week or two he is somebody you want in a good offense so this is everything you need to know for the waiver wire heading into week five and if you want to see exactly the players that you should be targeting in trades heading into this week well when that video is out it is going to pop 
pop up right here for you beautiful people and if you made it all the way to the end take two seconds because 70 percent of people who watch these videos are not yet subscribed so make sure to hit the subscribe button so you can see all my future content